everybody. January 2nd, 2024. Happy New Year. This is the Josh Button Podcast, and this is episode 33. I am stoked to be here. Happy New Year. Why I am going full carnivore for January 2020. I'm going to read something today that I wrote four years ago, and it's mind-boggling to me that it has been four years And how this occurred, why it came to be, look, I had a heated debate, a conversation with somebody who was very important in my life at the time, and their advice to me was to go against my gut instinct on trying the carnivore diet. And they were pretty dead set in their point of view, and I was obviously dead set in my point of view. And... When you have these conflicts with people, these confrontations that come about, sometimes in the heat of the moment, it's not very easy to work out and and to speak it out. And perhaps you're at work or perhaps you're dealing with a police officer or perhaps you're dealing with an authority in which you can't really state your case as eloquently and as bluntly as you'd like to. So what do you do in those situations? I'll tell you, in this situation, what I did was I went home and I thought about the conversation and I thought about my point of view on this and my why I felt so strongly and why I felt like you know what there was a further need to go and share this thought it may be pertinent in that other person's life especially at that time and that's a whole other story altogether but what I want to do is I want to read this to you and like I said I wrote this in January of 2020 actually it was uh, probably the very end of December just before I started doing this I was trained in jiu-jitsu And, uh, yeah, I decided I was going to go full carnivore. So here we go. First and foremost, I must state for the record, as far as dietary concerns go, I feel I have enacted the greatest tool in our belt of actual dietary knowledge. The biohacking community and longevity science agree 100%. I sorted, I sourced, cited, uh, David Sinclair, doctor out of Harvard and, The thing I was talking about in this moment is intermittent fasting. As a way of life and consistent choice that has served me very well for years, the intermittent fasting protocol, the 18 to 6 daily eating window, that's eating within six hours, protocol has certainly brought me light years away from the traditional three meals a day. Regardless of exactly what items I have been eating, yes or no list of consumable foods, the intermittent fasting served me well. Secondly, I do not consume alcohol at all, nor do I smoke cigarettes. I have an active and productive life with good sleep patterns and primarily healthy habits. The only debatable area of personal consumption for myself would be marijuana. For me, there's no debate. It is medicine, and it has been medicinal for myself in so many ways of healing. The first of which I would praise for its profound recovery effects. The second, it supported me, supported me so greatly with addictions to other things and depression. Third, for clarity's sake, I have spent well over a year of my adult life eating only plant-based and what many would consider the ideal without supplementation foods focused on superfoods and clean eating. Well, that is according to the information I was digesting in that period, pun intended as I clearly wasn't digesting any of those supposed superfoods. Here's my personal history. For 25 years, I have had an insanely difficult 
psychologically and physically and emotionally taxing journey when it comes to food. The reason is as simple as it is complex. My father has been a lighthouse in this life. Sadly, he has been crippled by the food system, by dietary beliefs, habits, and a lack of understanding when it comes to health. Standing at six foot two, tall, my beast of a father raised me outdoors, pushing myself physically always. I started roofing in the south and central Florida furnace of a sun with him when I could barely climb a ladder. 10-hour days was the norm, and my $1 per hour wages were enough to keep me chasing the mega men around job sites and delivering what tools and assistance my little hands were capable of delivering. As I look back, I couldn't consider this anything except for the greatest preparation for life possible. When we weren't on roofs and on job sites, we were cutting lawns in the neighborhood I was raised in, or I was in organized football or baseball practices and playing games. Point being, we got after it, always. One time I remember sitting inside, the only time I remember sitting inside was with my dad to watch the Miami Dolphins play on Sundays. Then it was back outside to practice for my eventual days in the NFL. That's what I thought when I was growing up, is I was going to be a pro football player. There was no doubt that's where I was headed. It was in my DNA. I had to, because dad, should he have opted in another direction? One that I never understood. He uh, he could have been a college football player at Alabama under Bear Bryant. Instead, he ended up with a staph infection his senior year of high school. And instead of going to play college football, went into seminary. My dad is a pastor. I, I'm shared that here many times, but in case you weren't around for it. While growing up, there was a few chinks in Pop's armor that, that kind of crept up into sight for myself. Grass allergies put a damper on our lawn work. His vision was never really good and the glasses and that I thought bothering him occasionally. His fair skin was not suited for the beach at all. He'd burn so easy. And dad put on a few extra pounds as I got a little older. Isn't that normal though? Especially here in the United States. A couple dings in a warrior is nothing, and definitely not something one would be stressed over or think about too much. However, perhaps those were all precursors and or warning signs of things to come. Things that came, in my opinion, far too young. I believe I was 13 when it happened first. Dad was stricken, quite horrendously, with an absolute barn burner of an infection. It's called pancreatitis. It almost killed him several times, but this was the first, and for me personally, the worst and most confusing. A heavily medicated man, he wasn't exactly lucid for my visits. Losing so much of his body weight and spending weeks in the ICU, he certainly appeared to be dying to me, and that is what we were preparing for. For my beast of a father, my leader, he was weak, frail, scared, and we were helpless just as much as he was sick. It was too much for my mind, is all I can figure, as so much of my memories from that period in time were buried in me for a long, long time. I had other issues that were confusing me and literally making enemies of my extended family. They were around more as my mom was in the hospital, so much with my dad, that they had no idea what to do with me. I was devastated and rebelling against any authority, and I was scared to death. I was scared of death, and I was scared of losing my father. I was in this stage of my development. I realized I was alone. 
it was in this stage of my development, I realized I was alone on this journey and would probably be so for my life. My dad's health was never the same. The last time I played football with him was before that hospital experience. It was the last time my dad that I saw him as a beast, a protector, a defender, and a physical hero to me. That trauma I would bury for 20 years. The doctors were so clueless, and yet they spoke so confidently, they misdiagnosed and mistreated my guinea pig of a father relentlessly. Prescriptions for medications he would now take for the remainder of his life were written like school notes, and he'd be on his way to the, well, to the next set of symptoms, the next specialist, the next illnesses, the next emergency you, and more practitioners and experts than anybody knew what to do with. How does a non-smoker develop the dis-ease of a chronic alcoholic when he doesn't even drink? How can the lipid regulation backfire? Are all these results of genetic predisposition? It's diet. You got to cut out the carbs. Wrong. It's diet. You got to cut out the fats. Wrong. It's the sugar. Damn the sugar to help. Wrong. Oh, it's the animal proteins and the ratios and the water and all of it was wrong. How about 20 years of medication complications? What are those doing to them? So many dead ends and so many wrong geniuses. So much money spent in a broken system and now a nearly uninsurable sick man dependent upon prescriptions and frequent trips to doctor's offices or hospitals. Not to mention the debt and out-of-pocket expenses throughout this entire journey. How do we get breakthroughs with individuals that are struggling like this? One I know of? We listen. We listen to them and we really let them speak because that's not easy. It's not as easy as it sounds. Perhaps it's even harder when you have high occupational demands and a stressful environment. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure it is. That is the only point of reason that keeps me sane when considering the medical industry and the standard practices. Why? Because after decades of trauma, my father was finally diagnosed with severe sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is a real killer. It causes or leads to metabolic syndrome, mitochondrial syndrome, raises the risk of heart disease to 5 to 1 over a normal sleeper, and quadruples the risk of early death. But why wasn't this caught years and years and years ago, or years before, a lot of these issues? If the system were aimed at truly healing patients, insurers wouldn't be able to pressure quick turnarounds in hospitals. Doctors would be completely liable for improperly prescribing, and health practitioners would have to be trained in ancestral health as well as nutritional health. But the system is not about the patient. You'd have to be blind to miss that if you've had the unfortunate reality of having to immerse yourself in it for one reason or another. This is exactly why individuals and fun- find functional medicine and why it's been so highly regarded as of late. People have ignored, have been ignored and or broken by our medical establishment. What do we know about nutrition really? Well, it seems not much. We are learning we shouldn't pay attention or excuse me, we are learning we should pay attention to our ancestral practices and historical eating habits. We are learning that what is right for one is perhaps not so right for the next. We are learning that emotions and ideology can debilitate one's ability to consume the healthiest foods for themselves. 
We are learning that a huge percentage of the developed world pays little attention to what they are actually consuming and whether or not it's nutritious. We are learning that preparing our own meals is far better than eating meals prepared by others. We are learning that processed and refined is probably not the route to take. But we're also learning that plants have defense mechanisms against predation, and they need to be prepared, cooked in specific fashion to make them digestible or palatable at all, if at all. We are learning hermetic stressors can be good for us and that there are many of these to apply into daily life for better health. Food can be one tool, I guess, but isn't, it isn't necessary and can also be detrimental to health. So perhaps consuming them is a bad judgment if other options are on the table, like hot and cold, fasting. We are learning that grounding and ancestral practices played a bigger role in health than meta and metabolic function than we had previously imagined. We are understanding more and more about the power of the mind and our ability to heal from the inside out. We are learning about thousands of people whom have turned their health around by paying attention to evolutionary biology. What made us man? What we consumed that made our brains evolve and multiply in size as well as our capabilities. We hunted, we cooked, and we consumed animals. Meat and animal proteins are far more bioavailable, bioavailable to us, and they are far more nutrient-dense than plant-based proteins and carbs. Hence, why I will be keeping my intermittent fasting protocol forever, and why for January, at least, I will be committing to eliminating carbs and almost everything except for carnivorous goods. After January, depending on how it goes, I will invest some in, some ancestral research. I will invest in some ancestral research to determine what I am, what my family history and would suggest that we were consuming generations ago. I am a guinea pig for my family. I will not be a guinea pig for pharmaceuticals, doctors, and experts with zero skin in the game. I choose to thrive. I have dedicated much of my adult life to the discovery of what is or isn't the way to heal. The way to restore a high quality of life for my dad, and I have no doubt in the sincerity or aim, nor in the direction I am going. I am where I am for a reason. No one else needs to know that. This is what made me who I am. Male modeling is a far easier path than service, but that is not what defines me. Fulfilling instincts and need will always be far more rewarding than titles and compensation. I listed some resources on this. Dr. Sean Baker, Paul Salad, Dr. Paul Saladino, Jordan Peterson and his daughter Michaela, and a plethora of carnivore success stories. I put Stephen Gundry's Plant Paradox in here and other resources to illustrate what dangers lie in eating plants. But, yeah, four years, man, that time flies. But my takeaway from all of this is four years later, I am even more convinced and more steadfast in this opinion. This is one of the only things that I found dietary-wise it has not changed in my lifetime, at least. We know the food pyramid certainly changed. But you can easily look up 
the results of people going on a carnivore diet, an elimination diet like this, and the diseases that they've reversed, the ailments that they've cured and rid themselves of, and all of the beneficial things that have come about from just committing to it. Which brings me to today. I have kept that intermittent fasting protocol for the last four years. And while I haven't been carnivore throughout all that time, I've hugely been on the percentages of carnivore, 80, 20, 90, 10, uh, 75, 25, when I've really been getting after it and training a lot. But this month I am working on a project to document and I'll, I'll put it on YouTube. I'm putting it on my social media. But this month's project is 30 days of, well, it's not going to be carnivore. I'm going to do animal-based. So I will have primarily meat, but I'll have eggs, <clears throat> cheese, and animal-based foods. So I'm not completely eliminating uh, all carbs. I'll, I'll just be eliminating rice and potatoes and the things that I had added on into my diet, which work well for me. No more cookies. Cookies were great over the holidays, but I'm not going to have any cookies in, in January. I'm not going to have any desserts at all, for that matter. But I'm going to go to jujitsu twice a day, Monday through Friday. I'm going to train on Saturdays. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, roll in every class. When I'm getting tired and I'm run down, I'll probably just do some techniques and drilling. And I'm going to stick to my usual workout schedule. I'm still going to be hanging Still going to be working on the bar. Still going to be going to the park in the mornings and afternoons and getting in some good grounding, breath work, training the dog. I'll be still being active with other projects that I'm, I'm working on. But I'm going to document this. Uh, I weighed in earlier at 204, and I'm going to weigh myself at the end of the month. My goal is not to lose weight. I, I do not care about the weight, and actually I'd prefer to keep more weight on. But I know I'll, I'll, I'll trim up a bit. And I'll lean out a bit just from this, but I'm doing it again for a challenge to myself because generally I train jujitsu once a day and for some goals that I have in my life and being 45 this month, I really want to push myself now and I want to be embracing the discomfort of some of these activities that I just haven't been able to engage um, because of how much other work that I had to get done. But this month I'm committed to it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give it my all and, and a, yes, I want to improve on the mats a lot. I want to improve my own conditions the way I'm, I'm generally driven to do so. But I also want to cut those other things out of my diet and really pay attention to how my energy is. Um, last time when I went full carnivore in the very beginning, I, I did go through that like keto flu and, uh, after the first five days or so. I was really sluggish and it, it took me a couple of days to shake that off. So hopefully I've got raw milk. And, um, hopefully a few of the, the tricks with the salt in my water and a few of the, the tricks I've, I've used to stay hydrated and then replenish my electrolytes and minerals will kind of, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to avoid it altogether, but hopefully skirt those, you know, the symptoms and the fatigue and a little bit of being off, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I want to see how it goes for myself. I want to document it. Um, I want to use this as an opportunity to uh, create a piece of content for YouTube for my channel before I dive into uh, what I'm thinking is going to be a heavy jujitsu uh, centered video 
you know, project, a couple of them. I want to, I want to interview some of you jujitsu heads out there and share with the world why you train, why you train as hard as you do, why you put yourselves in uncomfortable situations. And that's what we all do when we go and train. Uh, and what sacrifices you're making in your life for your future and for who else, if anyone else, everybody has a why. So, you know, like I was sharing in this thing that I wrote here four years ago, my why for a long time was my dad. I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around why he wasn't a healthy individual, knowing his background, knowing his history. And I've learned more and more and more about it up to this day, you know, things like putting lenses over your eyes and tricking your eyes into thinking the sun isn't there by using sunglasses and, and corrective lenses. Obviously our skin def defends us from UV and our skin defends us against uh, harmful environmental issues. And if we're tricking our eyes, we're sending the wrong message to our brain and to our body and telling our body that it's, you know, it's not necessary to defend itself the way it would normally if it was interpreting the environment the way it should be. Sunscreen. We're clogging our pores and we're in, in introducing foreign toxins to our body that really shouldn't be there. We should be using the sun's light for that matter. Uh, there's just so many different things. We had so many things misunderstood most of our lifetimes and it's due to the educational system and, you know, regardless of what, what reasoning there is for it, it's just been wrong. It's just been wrong. I was reading, um, reading something the other day. I don't, I don't do mouthwash, but I was reading something about mouthwash and how the microbiome and the biome in your mouth is destroyed by it. And you need a environment, a natural environment in your mouth, just like in your gut for bacteria. And we, there's beneficial bacteria. We need bacteria. It's everywhere. You can't avoid it. It's it's not a plague upon humanity. It's just part of humanity. And the symbiotic relationships um, in this world have been really misunderstood or manipulated and used for our detriment or has been turned against us on purpose for somebody else's profit. These things, some of these things that we think are just symptoms are just natural messaging from our environment, from our innate wisdom in our bodies our bodies have miraculous miraculous tendencies to heal and perhaps we need to think about the sickness the cure for all sickness being right where the sickness is where it's coming from in us anyways i wanted to share that today and i wanted to share that because i am working on this project and today was the first training session i ate some eggs a little while ago, I'm going to eat some ground beef later. Um, I know I'm not going to miss the carbs based upon taste. I'm just wondering how the energy uh, energy requirements that I'm putting on myself are going to make me feel both in a week and in a couple of weeks and towards the end of the month. And you know what? Sharing the results from stuff like this is, you know, it's rewarding in itself because somebody out there is, I know I'm many times actually I've come across people who have looked at me like, wait, you eat carnivore? And a couple of the guys in the jujitsu community that thought I was plant-based to begin with realized stop killing the plants is not a vegan page. It's an anti-veganism page. And my message was to embrace animal-based foods. And it still is. 
and I will never steer from that. It's been too long now. I have too, too clear of an understanding what it's done for me. And I mean, I would, I cannot imagine what it would have been like to, uh, as I was doing plant-based for the year, trying to do jujitsu. Surfing, I could surf, but, and I was light, I was skinny. But to be driven to go and compete and to defend myself and to get better at that, mm-mm, mm-mm. That was as foreign as all get out. Anyways, thanks for joining me today. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It's going to help me grow that channel. Like I said, I am working on content to kind of parallel the Josh Button podcast, but it'll go on that same channel. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. A whole new whole new avenue for me to get creative and uh, share some of the things that have really, really been beneficial to me and that I am so grateful for. And if you're listening on another podcast outlet, you know, hit the bell, the notifications, or subscribe, or whatever it is. I appreciate reviews. I read a great one the other day on on Apple, and I was very thankful for it. So thank you. Once again, YouTube, like and subscribe, and I will see you all for episode 34 very soon. This year, I want to get in 52 podcast episodes. That's one a week. Last last year, I was uh, overpacing that. Actually, I I started in June and I ended up with the 32. So I can do it. We can do it. I'm going to have some guests on. I promise you it's not just going to be me talking at you every episode. And uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. So once again, thanks for joining me. This is the Josh Button Podcast.